0: Hey, we've been talking about this one thing. This one thing that was so important that when Jesus got done preaching His very first sermon in His hometown, He said it's for this one thing that He must do. He must preach the good news of the Kingdom of God. That this one thing is proclaiming that the Kingdom of God is here. And that you and I can be a part of this incredible Kingdom. For Jesus... It was His one thing. As a matter of fact, it was such an important one thing that when He taught His disciples to pray, He would say, pray this one thing. Pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we see it was this one thing that really caused Jesus to leave heaven and come to earth to rescue us, to give us this incredible kingdom. We see it's this one thing that he tells us that we are to pray for, that the kingdom would come, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Last week we saw that it's this one thing that he told his disciples that we should be pursuing the primacy in all of our pursuits, Is seek first the kingdom of God. Of all the things that we are going to seek after, of all the things we desire, what is ultimate? What is number one? What is the one thing? Jesus boils it down to seek first the kingdom of God. Now it's this one thing in regards to our possessions. He's going to look to all that which we own, all which we treasure, all which we find our identity, our joy, our worth, our hope, and he's going to tell us this one thing is the kingdom of God, that we should do everything to make sure we gain it, that we should do everything to make sure that we advance it. You have in your bulletin an outline, uh, which you can follow along with my sermon, uh, that will tell you uh, uh, more about this one thing. Also, you're going to find in here uh, uh, some descriptions, some words, some definitions that we have used in the last month or so. You can clip them in your binders uh, if you've picked those up over the last several weeks so that we can focus on this one thing. It's so important. We can't miss it. If Jesus boils things down to an irreducible minimum, if Jesus, by His grace, is going to take all of Scripture and boil it down and tee it up and say, this is the one thing, we better make sure we don't miss it. We better make sure we understand it. So turn with me in His holy and errant word. We're going to look in Matthew 13. Uh, these, Matthew starts what's called the kingdom parables here. And we're going to look at a couple of verses, verses 44 through 46, describing this one thing, this kingdom of God. But as we turn to God's word, let us be mindful that we're reading God's holy and errant word. Matthew 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven, and by the way, uh, Matthew is going to use this term kingdom of heaven. It's synonymous with kingdom of God, so they're interchangeable parts. But the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great worth went and sold all that he had and bought it. Let us pray together. Oh, Father God, how desperately, how desperately... We need to hear from You again this morning. Because Father, as we read these words and as we look on the surface of what You have to say, it seems like utter foolishness. Father, really, if we take this for face value, it seems to point to a reality that You want us to be some sort of Jesus freaks. And so God, we need You to speak so we can understand. Would You open up our ears to hear from Father? Would You open up our minds so that we can understand what Your Word has for us? Oh, Spirit, would You soften our hearts so that we can embrace Your truth Oh, Jesus, for Your glory, would You empower our feet so we can walk in a manner worthy. Father, we ask that You would give us the wisdom to know what is this one thing. Father, that You would give us the courage to embrace this one thing. And that, Father, You would give us the power to live our lives in pursuit enjoy and in and possession of this one thing. We pray all this in Christ's powerful name. Amen. Selling all you have to obtain one thing doesn't it seem awfully foolish? Did not your mama and your daddy tell you not to do something as foolish as to sell everything, to leverage everything, to liquidate all that you have? to buy that one thing. I mean, maybe you got that message way back as a child when you collected baseball cards or something. Then there's one that you cherish, one that you were willing to trade several cards for. But I bet your parents said, there's not a card out there that's worth all of your cards. Don't give away everything. Don't leverage the farm. Nothing is worth it. It seems awfully foolish. We're told to diversify our assets. Whatever we have, we shouldn't put all of our eggs in one basket. Because if we put all of our eggs in one basket, what happens if that one basket crumbles? What happens if that one basket spills? We're going to lose all that we have. Some of us are risk takers. I certainly am one. But even with risk takers, we're told not to risk everything on one venture. Why? Why? Because we could lose too much. Because really, putting all our chips on one number is betting the farm. And it could seem extremely foolish. Just this week, I got uh, from the denomination our statement uh, that shows our 403B. Um, I like saying that because I feel like I'm smart. It's a 401K for nonprofits. And I was able to see how they took my $28.37 and spread it around. I'm excited about it. Have more than that, by God's grace, thank you. But really, uh, look at it, and uh, I have my assets uh, spread out in different funds. And really, the only reason they're spread out in different funds is because someone a whole lot smarter than me told me where to put them. I said, now really, Jeff, according to your stage in life and where you are, your risk could be here and your hope your returns would be here and your hope at the end of the day you'll have enough to to be able to uh, have a a living that you're pleased with. And I love getting that report because even a neophyte like myself loves to see, did I I make money this time? Did I lose it? Don't you hate when you get those and you lost money? You think, oh my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. But uh, the market did well. I made a little bit of money. And again, I could see what did this do for me. What about this one over here? And you love to look at the graphs and say, okay, look at this. And they say, those who know what they're talking about, be careful of looking at it in a micro sense. Be careful of looking at what happened in this last quarter. You got to look long term. What are the long term effects of this investment? And I believe any investor will tell us it's worth his salt. It's good to diversify. It's good to spread them out a little bit. Again, maybe at your stage in life or maybe where you are, you can put more risk and hope for more rewards. But when we get to this kingdom stuff, diversification doesn't seem to be the answer. I mean, Jesus radically is going to say, I don't want a diversified heart. And maybe normally because we like to diversify our assets, we like to diversify even our hearts, We give Jesus a little bit, a kingdom a little bit, but can we put it all on the line? Can we leverage everything for the kingdom's sake? According to these verses, Jesus wants us to have our hearts and our loyalty invested 100% in the kingdom. Scripture tells us to leverage, to leverage everything we have to enter the kingdom of God. Leverage everything we have to advance the kingdom of God. And what I gave you a definition you'll find in your notes for leverage. The way I'm going to use the word leverage is this. Leverage is using God-given resources in such a way that maximizes kingdom impact. Again, as you follow along in your bulletin there, the first point is this. Leveraging all you have You and I are called, according to God's Word, this one thing. We are called to leverage all that we have to gain the kingdom of God. Look with me again at Matthew 13, verse 44. Matthew writes this, The kingdom of heaven, or of God, is like treasure hidden in a field. So this is this treasure, the treasure of the good news of Christ. This treasure of the kingdom is hidden in the field. We could say it's kind of like being hidden in God's Word. It's certainly here that God's Spirit has to lead us to and open our eyes to. But it says this kingdom is like a treasure hidden in the field that when one discovers it, he covers it up and goes and sells all he has to buy it. Now what in the world is he talking about here saying covering up this treasure It's certainly not a moral teaching for us to, once we discover the good news of Christ, to try to cover it up so no one else sees it. But maybe this will help you. Have you ever been in a store and you see something that you want and you realize it's the only one left on the shelf? Have any of you ever been tempted to take that one thing that's on the shelf and kind of hide it so no one else will see it? I mean, maybe you want to take it up and do the right thing and say, can I put this on layaway? But maybe some of you have tried to hide some things and say, I hope I get back and it's still here. Has anybody else done that or is it just me? Okay, I'm glad. Thank you. It's good to confess these things. Well, really, what is happening here with this kingdom of God is we are told that this kingdom is like a treasure that has been hidden in a field. And the one who finds it covers it up because why? Listen, this is what's most important. It doesn't Want to miss it? Doesn't want to lose it. He realizes that this treasure is greater than any earthly treasure he already owns. That this treasure is going to give him more joy, a greater identity, more life, more security than everything else he owns. I mean, it's that important. It's so important as this treasure that he doesn't want to miss it. That he's going to cover it up and he's going to go and liquidate. He's going to go empty out his checking account. He's going to go cash in everything that he can cash in, redeem everything he can redeem to come back and to buy the field in which the treasure is hidden. You see, what the writer is saying is this. The treasure is in a field owned by somebody else. And if he came along and found this treasure, he says, look at this great treasure. This is incredible. Look what I found. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. But no, if it's found in someone else's field, it's rightfully their treasure. They could come up to him and say, hey, thank you very much for discovering my treasure. I forgot where I put it. It's mine. But there is such importance with this kingdom treasure that he has to buy the field because he wants to ensure that there's no doubt about it who the owner of this kingdom is. He wants to ensure that he doesn't miss this incredible asset So he will go and he will leverage everything he has to buy that field. When we look at scripture, it's very interesting. Because it says the only way for you and I to truly gain the kingdom of God, the only way you and I can ever gain the kingdom of God is by selling all that we have to get it. There's no other way. Wait a minute, are you crazy? I mean, really, is this some Jesus-freak verse that tells us that we are to leverage all that we have to gain the kingdom of God? Can he be serious? Jeff, will you tell me a loophole? Is he really asking me to sell all I have, saying that there's no other way? There isn't. I mean, I, I think that what you must realize is that many think that they're able to obtain the kingdom of God. They're able to leverage something to obtain the kingdom of God that they have in and of themselves, that you and I have in and of ourselves an ability to obtain it, to grasp it, to to take hold of it. But it's not true. Listen, all of us need to know this, that none of us are born with a right naturally to have this kingdom of God. That we can't come before God and say, well, God, I was a member of a church, therefore you owe it to me. God, I was baptized, therefore you owe it to me. God, my parents were Christians, therefore you owe it to me. God, I was religious, therefore you owe it to me. God, I was holy and I tried to do the right thing, therefore you owe it to me. we got to sell all that we are trusting in. All that we can hold on to is our identity, as our life, as our joy and our meaning, and sell it all to obtain the kingdom of heaven. It's this. It's the realization, my brothers and sisters, that you and I have nothing in which to barter with before God. We're defiled. We're broken. We're sinners. We are born in that state. There's nothing that we can push across the table. There's nothing that we can try to show in front of him to try to get his favor, to gain his favor. We are, in our human nature, corrupt, bankrupt, sinners, and without hope. So we have to realize that what do we have? We have nothing to offer. We have to sell all that we're hoping in, all that we're trusting in, all that we have our identity in, all that we have our security in, and sell it all and say, Jesus, you are the treasure. You are the kingdom. And I sell it all for you. What does it look like to leverage all you have to gain the kingdom of God? It's that realization Have you entered into the kingdom of God? Have you come to the realization that you have nothing to barter with to gain that kingdom? Oh yes, you and I are image bearers and because of that we have worth. But the sin has defiled us. What does it look like? It looks like giving up hope and obtaining the kingdom on our own. We just had another Discovering Orangewood class and I love these classes. I love getting to know new folks that God is bringing here but one of the highlights to me is reading uh, the forms that they fill out to talk about their personal relationship with Christ, to talk about their journey. And I weep through many of them. And I promise you, there was a part this week where I just wanted to just come here and just put my arms around you and just say, Jesus really, really loves you. And maybe you're here today and that's all you need to hear. Jesus really, really loves you. And He knows you're hurting and He knows the broken pieces, but He really, really loves you. And I read others that talk about some of the things that they're thinking that might earn their way to heaven. Some will say, I grew up in this tradition. I was baptized with this kind of tradition. And maybe that obtained from me the kingdom of God. Maybe my hope is in joining this church or being baptized. Here's the deal. Do you hope in anything other than Jesus? Jesus? Because really, when it comes to getting to the end of yourself, is giving up hope that you cannot obtain the kingdom of God on your own. And what is it to gain the kingdom of God? What do you have to do? Repent. Repent and say, God, I've messed up. I've, I've I'm broken. I'm defiled. I'm not loving you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm not loving my neighbors, myself. I'm just thinking the wrong things, and I'm saying the wrong things, and I'm doing the wrong things. And you're a holy God, and I deserve your displeasure, but I know you're a merciful God. I see it in your face of your Son, and I repent. I repent from trying to build a stairway to heaven. I repent of my own righteousness, and I believe and I embrace Jesus as Savior. That's the only way. Have you entered and gained the kingdom of heaven? The only way, the only way is to repent and to believe in His Son. And we realize it's all by God's grace. That He gives it to us. It's all through the vehicle of faith. All through Christ Jesus alone. But here's what we can't miss. Listen. Jesus has leveraged everything for us to gain the kingdom of God. Jesus has leveraged everything for us to gain the kingdom of God. He came to seek and to save the broken And what would He leverage? He'd leverage His body. He'd leverage His blood. He'd leverage His life so that you and I could gain the kingdom. This is a picture. It's a picture of what Jesus has done. It's a reminder of what He leveraged for us so that we can have life and life abundantly. Have you considered Jesus lately? I mean, have you looked into His face? Have you considered Jesus Is there a greater treasure? Is there anything greater that this world can provide you? Is there a greater identity you could find anywhere outside of Jesus? Is there greater worth outside of his blood? Is there greater joy outside of his relationship? Where is it? Are there arms greater that you could experience love? Is there a position that you could obtain that's better than a position of being a joint heir with Christ? Is there an inheritance that you could gain greater than Jesus? Have you considered Jesus lately? Have you looked into His face and realized that He is everything? That He is the one thing? That He is your treasure. He is your hope. He is your identity. He is your joy. He is your song. He is your meaning. That's that one thing. It's amazing. Jesus leveraged everything He could For us. What is your greatest treasure? You'll see there in your insert. What is your greatest treasure? Scripture helps us to identify our greatest treasure. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I think for most of us, we want to say with our lips that Jesus is our treasure. Your pastor wants to say it. For most of us, we want to say, yes, He really is the greatest thing. He is the one thing. But our lives will tell the truth. I mean, we can look into our closets. We can look into our checkbooks. We can look into our daytimers, We can look into our relationships. And we can say, what really is our treasure? What really is our one thing? Paul will say in Philippians 3, I look at life and all the treasures of life and all the things that I can accumulate. My pedigree, my education, my wealth, all the things. And I consider them rubbish. I consider it just trash. All the treasures of the world, it's trash. Compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. He is my treasure. For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. He is that one thing in life. He is the one thing in death. He's the one thing I'm going to pursue. His kingdom is what I'm going to pray for. His glory is what I'm going to seek. That kingdom is going to consume me. Because Jesus is that one thing. Not only that, God is calling us to leverage all you have to advance Christ's kingdom. To advance Christ's kingdom. Look again at Matthew 13.45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and he bought it." Aren't we all merchants looking for fine pearls? I mean, really, isn't that our life? Don't we live our lives as merchants willing to barter that which we have, hoping to find something that is greater? You know, I think of this in my own life. What are those fine pearls that I find my flesh running to? What are those fine pearls that I hope to obtain? The fine pearl of a great church. Just yesterday, I was driving around town with Katie and seeing some churches that seemed to be succeeding. I said, how do they do it? How are they growing so fast? how do they have all that buzz over there? I want a great church. I want the pearl of a great church. I want the pearl of a great name. I want my name praised. I want you to go out there and talk about me. I do. I want the fine pearl of financial independence. I want the fine pearl of a great marriage. I want the fine pearl of all this life has to offer until I look at Jesus, and I realize it's rubbish. It's not giving me life. It's not giving me joy. It's not giving me the identity that I need. Only Jesus could give me that. Only the kingdom could give me that. Father, forgive me. Cause me to seek first the kingdom of God. Cause me to seek first to pray for the kingdom. To realize that all that I have, I count it loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing you. Are you ready for this? Jesus sought us as a fine pearl. He did this for us. He did this for us. He was, he was willing to consider us the fine pearl worth Giving his life to. He considered us the fine pearl worth shedding his blood for. He considered us the fine pearl worthy to go to the cross and to experience the grave. You and I, sinners like us, were the fine pearl that he came and bartered his life for. Isn't that amazing? And here's a picture that tells us that Jesus, our merchant, looked for the fine pearls. Of his own and rescued us. What does it look like for you and me to leverage all we have to advance the Kingdom of God? It looks like this. Every decision we make, listen, every decision we make should be through the Kingdom of God. Every decision we make should be asking the question, God, does this bring you glory? Jesus, does this make you famous? Holy Spirit, does this make you happy? Listen, it's it's choosing a college. It depends upon the kingdom. Ask Him, God, where do I most advance Christ's kingdom by choosing a college, choosing a career? God, where do You want me? Where do You want me, a pearl that You've rescued, to advance Your kingdom, to tell Your story? My career is second to Your kingdom. God, where do you want me to invest? Not just the first 10% of our givings and our tithes and offerings, but where do you want me to invest every nickel that I have? Where do you want it, God? Is this kingdom investment? Is this where you want me to be spending my money, investing my money, storing my money, treasuring my money? God, how do I advance Christ's kingdom? How do I leverage all that I have? My personality, my family, my wealth. Look into your daily schedule. Realize that every day is a gift that He's given us to advance His kingdom and say, God, give me appointments today that remind me of the one thing. It's not the commission. It's not the paycheck. It's Jesus. What is the one thing you're seeking? Mark 8.36 says this, What profit does it gain a man to gain the whole world and to forfeit his very life? What are you seeking? Because you and I will seek that which we believe will give us life. You and I will seek that which we believe will give us happiness. You and I will seek that which we believe will give us joy. And may God's grace be so evident that we will be like the one who found this hidden treasure, treasure and with great joy Willing to say, I'm going to leverage it all for Jesus. I'm going to leverage it all for Him. Because in Him I find my joy. In Him I find my identity. In Him I find my life. In Him I find my meaning. It's in Him. It's in His kingdom. It's in His face. It's in His love. It's in His embrace. What's the one thing you're seeking? You're going to seek. He's created you to seek. If you don't know, ask those around you again take a, take a, take a peek in some places in your life that are pretty good indicators checkbook blackberries friendships relationships what's the one thing you are seeking my brothers and sisters jesus has come and sought after sinners like us and leveraged all that we had he had so that we could have all that He has. To give us a kingdom so that we now could live our lives seeking after Him. What is Your one thing? Let us pray. Father God, words can't describe a love for sinners that would send your greatest treasure, the greatest pearl of great price, your Son, to come and to die and to bleed, to be broken for us, so that through His being pierced, we could be made whole, we can gain a kingdom, and we can have life, God, Forgive us of all the pearls that we look to that say, give me joy, give me hope, give me identity, give me purpose. God, give us the courage and the power to leverage all we have for the glory of the King and to advance His kingdom. Feed us through this meal and remind us of the preciousness of the one thing, Your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The elders are going to come forward and prepare the table. Let me encourage you to take this time to prepare your hearts to examine what is this one thing as we come and feed upon Christ.